Welcome to the Blogger to Author Podcast, where we help you turn your content into a book so you can share your passion, build authority in your niche, and make a little money too. Now, here's your host, Dr. Beth Brombos. Hello and welcome to episode 21 of the Blogger to Author podcast. I am your host, Dr. Beth Brombos. Today on the podcast, we have Laura Peterson and a wonderful interview with her. Laura is a tall teacher turned entrepreneur who has taken lessons learned from a successful tutoring and test prep company to grow as a podcaster, speaker, best-selling author, and course creator in writing and podcasting. Her own podcast, Copy That Pops, focuses on writing tips and applying psychology hacks for business success, and her number one best-selling book, Copywriting for Podcasters, How to Grow Your Podcast, Brand, and Business with Compelling Copy is available on Amazon. Laura also created an effective course to help entrepreneurs earn the number one Amazon bestseller title without the need for an email list or big marketing budget. So if you have dreamed of writing a number one bestseller, stay tuned for this interview. You will love it. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the Blogger to Author podcast, Laura. Thanks for having me, Beth. I'm so excited. I'm very excited to have you. I know that you listeners are going to absolutely love the tidbits that Laura is going to throw at you. Uh, awesome. <laughs> so let's start out by having you tell us a little bit about yourself and your business, what you're all about. Yeah. So if I were just at a networking event, I might see kind of feel the room and then introduce myself as someone who's a big nerd for podcasting and writing and using those as a tool to grow your brand and your business. So uh, if you have any questions about podcasting or writing, I'm kind of the go to person in that world. And uh, my business is called copy that pops. And I have a podcast of the same name. So it's all around applying writing tips and psychology hacks to your business. Love that. And I will include links to everything, including Laura's social media handles on the show notes. So be sure to head on over there so you can follow her. Absolutely. I'd love to so give us a shout out and say you heard us on this podcast. That'd be cool. <laughs> totally. Um, and so Laura, you are also an author. So can you yeah. tell me about your journey to becoming an author, how you got the idea to write your book and why you decided to write it, that sort of thing? Sure. So my background is in education. So I used to teach high school math and psychology, which people think is a funny combination. <laughs> and uh, I stopped teaching full time about six years ago and started a tutoring and test prep company. And that's still alive and growing today. But my heart kind of fell out of that side of things. And I got more and more into digital marketing and things like that. But with that company, the reason I bring it up is we honestly, we got to the point where we're like, we're still in business and doing well because of our blog. So our blog was an amazing tool that we started putting out great content and really getting a lot of SEO juice and being discovered in local searches because we ranked really well in our local area where we started. So I kind of saw just from that experience that blogging is a really powerful tool in content creation in general. 
So over the past three years, when I got more into podcasting and helping people with their copy and, and those sorts of things specifically, I started to do blogging again, but I joined this mastermind accelerator program that's run by Brandon T. Adams. I don't know if you've heard of him, but um, he's like the king of crowdfunding. And he did the crowdfunding lunch for John Lee Dumas, who's another big podcaster, if anyone out there is, you know, mm-hmm. J- JLD. <laughs> Yeah, so I was in a, an accelerator with him because I just love being surrounded by other people who are pushing really hard too and have, you know, like minds to make big things happen in business. And he gave the first assignment for all of us to email him what our obstacles were, our goals were, challenges, things like that. And after he saw my email, he was like, okay what's your book called? And I'm like, what? I don't have a book. And he's like, why not? (laughs) Because I just, writing kind of comes out of me. I don't really consider myself a quote, amazing author or writer, but over the years of doing business, I've had to really refine my skills and being able to communicate via writing because it's so important. We do it so much in our businesses every day, whether that's emails or social media posts or blogs and things like that. So after he saw my long, detailed, but very clear email. He was like, you need to write a book. It'll really help grow your brand. It'll help you clarify your own message. And you know, you just need to do this. So this was in November of last year, 2016. And I decided to write my first book in 30 days. And I had the goal of hitting Amazon bestseller. I had no idea how to do that. But I just went like, crazy focused and I knocked it out and I did hit bestseller the the day that I did my public launch. Since then, I this year in 2017, I've one-on-one coached four other people to do the same thing and hit number one bestseller in even more categories than I did. And then I turned that into a course that I just launched in June, helping other people become Amazon bestselling authors. So I guess just to answer your question of why did I decide to write a book, I didn't even think of it until someone else pointed it out to me. And I was like, yeah, that's so true. You know, a lot of people can just wake up and call themselves a coach or just wake up and call themselves a guru or, you know, digital marketing expert or something. But you can't just wake up and have a book on Amazon or wake up and have screenshots showing that it hit bestseller. So I just thought it was a great tool to help set myself apart from my competition and and create more of a name in my niche. Absolutely. And I am a big fan of that message because I am a true believer that having a book is one of the best ways to set yourself apart from other people in your niche to really set yourself apart as an expert. Absolutely. Okay. So that actually leads into my next question for you, which is how has your book helped you grow your audience and your business? Well, I would say that the biggest thing is a boost to just my brand overall in general, specifically to the people who do know me already or who have heard of me and maybe are following me on social media. So, you know, so much around psychology is that perception is reality. So if you're showing the world that you're making moves forward and you're, you know, taking strong action and putting your knowledge out in the world, people are going to start to know you like you trust you and see you as an authority. If you just stay quiet and just kind of hope that people discover your website or hope that people figure out that you really know your stuff, then it's going to take longer to grow your positive reputation and increase your sales. So I think that the book has really helped me in just giving more 
meat to my brand and giving more clarity to what I really stand for. Uh, another thing that I think is great is it gives a low price offer for people to pay just a little bit, but get a lot of value in return. So for example, my book right now is on Amazon and for the Kindle version, I think it's just $2.99. And most people are willing to spend three bucks if they're interested in the topic to learn some knowledge and kind of get a feel for the author and see if that's somebody that they want to work with further. So it's just another nice sort of stepping stone along the way to nurturing leads or nurturing new contacts so that they can decide if they want to work with you or not. So I think that's a another great valuable addition that the book has made. And as a result of the increased branding, the increased visibility, the increased perception of authority, I have been offered more podcast interviews, speaking gigs, and I've started to raise the prices for my services and be more selective of the clients that I work with. So I think that you know, it's great stuff that moves you in the right direction. Yeah, 100%. So really, I want to nail home the message you just said, which is that your book is going to help you grow your business beyond just the royalties you're going to make from your book. Exactly. So even on top of, again, this, you know, whatever royalties you're making, you are going to be building your business in so many ways. And that's really important, I think, for entrepreneurs to consider when they are deciding whether or not they want to put in the effort to write a book. Exactly. Yeah, I think it's all about really knowing your goals, too. Because for me, my goal was not to sell a million copies. And trust me, I'm not even close. My goal with the book was just for it to be a tool toward growing my brand, growing my business. And this, the sales that you make on the side are, are just an extra bonus, but I don't even really focus on that so much as the tool for how I can leverage it to grow myself in business. 100%. So as you were working to write your book, what did you find to be surprisingly hard and what was surprisingly easy? Yeah, that's a good question. So surprisingly hard, I would say is the formatting, because I love working inside of Google Docs. So I wrote the entire book in a Google Doc. And it was like formatted perfectly for how I thought I could export it from there. But once I finally went to do that and export it for uh, the Kindle e-reader version, and you have to export it into a dot MOBI or a .epub file, if I'm remembering those correctly. Yeah, or an HTML file. Yeah, I tried the .mobi and the .epub, and they both looked horrible on the e-reader. Like somehow Google Docs is just not as robust of a system to export things to make it look quite right. So I had to basically copy and paste the entire book into a Word document, Microsoft Word, and um, reformat it completely. And then even after that, it still wasn't looking quite right. So I ended up hiring this lady who's really experienced with formatting. And she went in and helped make it look even better with page numbers and a table of contents at the end that I could use for the, the print version. So I just found that the formatting was a bit more of a pain in the butt than I expected. And then to add to it, the way that you format it for the Kindle is slightly different than you'll format it for your print because the one for Kindle, it needs to just flow depending on the screen size that someone's reading it. But the one in print, you can actually say, oh, I want this line to stop on this page and then page break to the next one. And you can have a bit more control of the final product, how it looks, because that's going to be a stationary 
format. So I would just say, give yourself some time for the formatting and just kind of expect that it might not look as perfect as you think right away. And you might need to get some help or just have more time to kind of navigate the formatting issues. At least that was my experience. Mm -hmm. And then as for easy, actually hitting bestseller on Amazon was easier than I expected. So I had never done it before. And I did a bunch of research, try to figure it out. And I did a combination of three things. And these three things are things that I teach people now who are doing it as well. So one was category selection. So I am not a supporter of just trying to find the most obscure category ever and put your book in there and just make like two sales and you, yay, you win. Because I feel like you need to be honest and ethical too. But your book covers a lot of topics, most likely, or at least subtopics. So there are several categories that it could fit really well into. And if you know how to do a little research beforehand, you can pick which of those categories that do make sense are least competitive compared to the other ones. And that is one strategy that I I teach people how to implement because some categories are a lot more competitive than others. So for example, if I'm releasing a business book and I'm going up against Tim Ferriss, who's number one in that category, that's going to be really tough. So maybe I can find another category that's a bit more niched down to what I really do talk about and and put myself into that category instead. Uh, The second thing is marketing. So a good marketing blitz. And I personally didn't have an email list and I didn't spend any money in ads. So I did everything organically, but I did a lot of reach outs and Facebook one-on-one reach outs to people saying, please go buy my book, you know, on the launch date. And that really worked well for getting a nice boost and kind of concentrating everything on that one launch day. So I always recommend people that they launch on a Monday or Tuesday because book sales tend to go down later in the week and weekends, just according to some research that I found. And I always start pricing my book for Kindle at 99 cents because, you know, you probably have a lot of friends who are willing to spend a buck to help support you and, and get to that bestseller. So I did find once I put all those ingredients together, that I hit bestseller a lot faster than I expected. So that was cool. Yeah, absolutely. And those are great tips. And again, like Laura mentioned, she does have a course where she teaches people how to do this. And I will link to that in the show notes. Absolutely. Yeah, we go more in depth and I record everything on my video screen share. So you can really see come inside of my KDP, which is Kindle Direct Publishing inside my Crate Space and see everything from my own eyes. I'll walk you through all the steps if you want to learn more. Perfect. And getting back to uh, one of your original parts of your business, which is copywriting, I'd love to hear more about why writing good copy is so important for business owners. Sure. Yeah, you know, I think that we have such a rise of popularity of video and audio, like we're doing this podcast right now in audio. And I think those are amazing tools to really connect with your audience. But writing, I don't think it's ever going to go away. So I think that writing good copy is really important for kind of two aspects or two angles. One is for humans and one is for the bots. So when we write for humans, we have to remember that people are busy. They're coming maybe to your website or your blog or scanning the first few pages of your book or even checking out your podcast. Because the first thing, if I go to iTunes and I check out your podcast, I'm going to see the writing there. I'm not going to start playing instantly. I'll probably scan the writing first. So we want to write it in a way that really 
engages the visitors to go, oh, this sounds exactly what I'm looking for. Let me click and learn more. Let me read further in the blog or let me click play on this podcast episode or let me share this Facebook post. So it's really important to write in a way that's compelling for your readers to want to stay, give their attention, engage with you further, go to the next step with you. And then in terms of the bots, the algorithms for Google and iTunes and Facebook and all these things, they are still pulling on the text that is displayed to know if what you're writing is relevant for the topics that you're trying to be found in search for. And they also measure things like time on page. So like how long are your visitors staying to kind of get an indication of the quality of your content. So we want to write good copy to also satisfy the bots and help you be found more, encourage more engagement, get more email opt-ins, leads, sales, and turn people into raving fans. So I think that writing is, a, is still an integral part in that. 100%. And I think you've brought up some really good points. Again, number one, that SEO, I think pretty much everybody listening um, understands is really important. And so again, you need to have good copy to get that search engine traffic. And then also, again, the right words are really going to help you connect with your audience. And when it comes down to it, it's that connection that's the most important thing. Mm -hmm, absolutely. All right. So what are your biggest tips for aspiring authors? Yeah. So I've got four tips and I hope that they're helpful. <laughs> so number one is really know the goals of what you want to get out of your book. So I would say in the very beginning, map out what would success look like for you. And I think knowing that is going to help you make better choices as you're going through because you kind of know the end goal. But then it's also going to make you feel like it's a success even if other things don't come through. So what I mean by that is, for me, I literally didn't even care about how many sales I made as long as I hit bestseller because I really wanted to take those screenshots and have that proof. And then I was able to use the book for other things to grow my business. When you know I look at it and I maybe don't have as many sales as I would dream of, you know, I'm not making a full-time living off of my sales from my first book. I still feel very satisfied about what happened because I did hit the goals that I set out to hit. And if you do want to make, you know, books as your full-time living, then you would need to go on another path and maybe do things a little bit differently than I did. So I think just knowing your goals from the beginning is a really good thing. and It'll keep you focused on, on what you want to accomplish. The second thing is, you know, that joke where they say, how do you eat an elephant? And the answer is one bite at a time. <laughs> I think you really want to break down the book into smaller chunks because it can get really, really overwhelming and you just feel like this huge pressure on your chest. Like, oh my gosh, how am I going to write a book? It seems like such a daunting undertaking. But if you mm -hmm. just break it down into steps, break it down into sections, break it down into chapters, break it down into elements you want to hit in a chapter and then just start knocking it out one by one you will see over time, all of a sudden, it really starts coming together. But if you focus on the big, overwhelming thing, you're, you might get discouraged and then start procrastinating. So I'd say break it down into smaller chunks. And in that tip as well, I personally blocked out time in the early, early morning to work on my book 
And I did not open my phone. I kept my phone in another room. I didn't open my email. I didn't open social media, nothing. I just said, okay, for the first two hours, as soon as I wake up, I'm going to make some coffee and get right to work on the book. Because if you don't prioritize your stuff, you're going to prioritize everybody else's fires and emergencies. And then time is going to keep slipping away and you'll still not have a book. Uh, number three, my tip number three is to pick a due date that you're going to launch it publicly and share that date very publicly, often and loudly. So there's two reasons for this. One is when you put out there a date publicly, you are going to feel less likely to postpone it or procrastinate because you're held accountable to everyone else out there in public. You'll more easily put off your own stuff if it's just you than if you know everyone else is kind of expecting it. So it's a great hack to keep yourself accountable and focused and driven to hit that goal. And then the other thing, the second reason to make it really public and sharing it is I find psychologically that even our best friends and family are a bit slow to support us on stuff. If they don't see you really consistently over time being committed to it. So if they see you for a month sharing, hey guys, it's going live, you know, next month on the first, let's say, you know, August 1st, it's going live, it's going live. And you keep saying it over and over again. When it does come live, they're going to be more likely to support you because they've seen how passionate you were for all this time committed to this goal. But if you just kind of pop out of a cave, oh, surprise, I have a book. It's going to be harder to really get people to come and and support you. I, I find that. And then the fourth tip is to let go of perfectionism. So the cool thing about self-publishing on Amazon and Kindle, you know, all the self-publishing platforms, it is really easy to make updates to your file. You literally just make a change, re-upload it, and within 24, let's say 72 hours, the brand new updated version will be in there. And then anyone who buys it from that date forward will get the updated version. So I think that you need to have a really good, strong product when you go live. But at the same time, don't let it having to be the most perfect thing you've ever done hold you back or slow you down because you can make edits, you can make updates. And the book is a tool to growing your business. It's not like your ultimate memoir that's going to just be like, the one thing you remember for the rest of your life. (laughs) So I hope those four tips are helpful. Yeah, absolutely. And one of my favorite quotes that I like to share over and over Mm -hmm. on the podcast is done is better than perfect. Yes. And I think you're absolutely right. And that if you are trying to create this 100% perfect book with a perfect launch and everything is going perfectly, it's never going to happen. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have to just figure out what your good enough is and just move forward. Absolutely. And you know, if you really enjoy it, your first book is a great learning experience. And then your second one will be even better. The launch will be even more effective. So you know, just think of this as a, as a means to many ends and get moving because it's going to make a great difference. 100%. Laura, do you have any final thoughts you'd like to share with us or any free resources you want to share with the audience? Well, sure. You know, my advice that I love to give is really that you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And, you know, maybe that's up for debate for how many people. (laughs) But I really, really believe that you want to surround yourself with other people who are 
maybe a few steps ahead of you, or at least working just as hard on similar like-minded goals as you are to really help push you, keep you motivated and positive and excited and moving forward. So I would just say that as a general tip. And if you really want to write a book and you're looking for another free resource, I started a Facebook group that is completely free um, all around writing your first book I mean, it can be, doesn't have to be your first book, writing a book, trying to hit bestseller and all that. So that's a growing community that if anyone in your audience would like to join, they'd be more than welcome. And you can find that at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash copy that pops. Perfect. And I will include that link in the show notes as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the Blogger to Author podcast, Laura. Thank you for having me. I loved it, Beth. <laughs> Thanks again to Laura for coming on the Blogger to Author podcast and for sharing that amazing wealth of knowledge. If you want to find Laura anywhere, head to the show notes at bloggertoauthor.com slash 21. I have links to all of her social accounts, her website, her podcast, her book, everything Laura. So head on over there to figure out how you can learn more from her. If you are just getting started on your book writing journey and you need a little bit more help narrowing down a topic or testing your idea with your audience to make sure you don't write a book that nobody wants to read, or even if you need a little bit of extra help creating a plan for your book, sign up for my amazing book blueprint mini course. It's a seven day course, very low price, just $27, and you're going to get a lot of information about creating a blueprint for your book that will make writing your book so much easier. And for a limited time, you'll also get a consult with me too. So you can get on the phone or video call with me, and we will chat anything and everything about your book. So head to bloggertoauthor.com slash blueprint to get in on that action. Until next time, happy writing. Thanks for joining us for the Blogger to Author podcast. If you liked what you heard, please share the podcast with your friends and be sure to leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about Blogger to Author and the podcast at bloggertoauthor.com. Till next time, happy writing.